You are listening to the Think Brick Australia podcast. Think Brick Australia represents the clay, brick and paver manufacturers of Australia. Brick by Brick, our podcast will discuss technical information and architectural case studies with special guests. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of Think Brick Australia. On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about a couple of things that happen with bricks that sometimes you get really worried about. But what I'm here today to do is to reassure everyone that your bricks are going to be fine. And the person who is going to help me explain some of these technical terms is Michael Congress. Welcome back, Michael. Thanks for having me. So, Michael, when we look at bricks and we see some of the changes that appear to the naked eye that people get a little bit concerned about, what comes to mind? Elizabeth, I reckon one of the most common inquiries that we get here is around efflorescence. And to a lot of people, it looks like a a white chalky substance on the surface of our bricks. And we've talked about it before, but bricks are a porous material. So they do absorb water uh, and they're designed to do that. But what happens is sometimes if you're either near the coast or you're in an area with, with salt rich soils, they might absorb some of that water. And then as that water leaves the brick and evaporates, it leaves some of the salt on the surface. And, and that's what we term efflorescence. But it's nothing to worry about really. A lot of the time it's just removed with a stiff brush and and over time it stops and it doesn't affect the bricks or the, the structural integrity of the wall. It's just an aesthetic feature which evaporates over time. And also I guess, Michael, with efflorescence, it's something that sometimes happens maybe six months after you've finished your build. So your house is looking all beautiful and then suddenly this white sort of substance starts appearing. But again, it's, it's nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, and sometimes you might see it at the mortar joints as well and it's just again it's just that salt leaving either the mortar or the brick and remaining on the surface and all that's required is either scraping it or brushing it off and once that salt uh, is finished or dissolved uh, the efflorescence stops. Now we because we have been talking around salt what else would we classify as as bricks under a salt attack? Yeah and this one's a little bit more serious and and you're right salt attack is where on the coast that brick is absorbing water And then as it evaporates, the salt is staying within the brick matrix and it's expanding and actually damaging the surface. And so it's really important to understand where we're building our brick wall, whether it be a house or a building or whatever it may be, and ensuring that we're getting bricks that have an adequate exposure grade. And that's that's around the ability for that brick to withstand those severe marine environments. And we actually did a whole podcast on this exposure grade bricks. So we won't go dive into it into a lot of depth. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're near that surf coast and you've got that wave crashing and that salt spray coming up, that's a high risk environment. And that's where we really need to make sure that the bricks that we're using are termed exposure grade. And you can check with the manufacturer on the classification of the bricks. But again, it's really important to understand where we're building and making sure that the bricks that we select are fit for purpose. Now, Michael, I often get a lot of calls around cracking and some sort of cracking is absolutely normal. Can we just talk about really what we need to be concerned about if we do need to be concerned? Yeah. And again, we've talked about this at length in in other podcasts, but anything under 0.1 millimetres is aesthetic. We term it a hairline crack and it's nothing to worry about. If 
the cracks start to widen, we would recommend getting an engineer or someone to look at it in a little bit more detail. But remembering that if we're detailing our wall correctly with articulation joints, control joints, expansion joints, then we really minimize the cracking and, and our brick wall will continue to be serviceable forever. And I guess the final thing I wanted to talk about was brick sizes and sometimes the changes in that. What do we need to look at there, Michael? So it's really important to understand that the manufacturers of bricks do need to manufacture within a certain tolerance. And that's to ensure that when you're looking at that brick wall, all the bricks look uniform and they're in size, they're the correct length, thickness, width. So the manufacturers specify a range of dimensional accuracy profiles and the different profiles correspond to different tolerances and so when you are purchasing a brick you can again ask your manufacturer the size tolerance that they're manufactured to to ensure that over the the entire house the retaining wall or whatever masonry wall you are building that the bricks do remain accurate in size to ensure that that brick wall looks awesome right the way through. Most of our manufacturers have some pretty in-depth quality control measures to ensure that in any case. So it's highly unlikely that you're going to end up with this. No, you're exactly right. And with all the modern manufacturing methods and the quality control points within the manufacturing process really ensures that when the bricks leave the yard and are delivered to site that they're already within tolerance. So, Michael, just to have a little bit of a recap, we talked about efflorescence, which is that white substance that comes out of a brick wall, normally caused by salt. And then we sort of went a little bit further and talked about some bricks being under salt attack and the importance of ensuring that exposure-grade bricks were used really if you're anywhere near the coast. We then talked a little bit about cracking and hairline cracks and not being worried about structurally those affecting your house or your building. And then we've just talked now about size and some of the variations that may happen in size, but a reminder to everyone that really the manufacturer has numerous protocols in place to ensure that quality control does take place. Yeah, absolutely spot on. So Michael, as you know, I like to do something else whilst I listen to my podcast and often I'm walking. Where can people go for some examples of this? Yeah, if you head to our show notes, there'll be a range of photos which uh, visually represent the types of defects that we talked about, efflorescence, salt attack, the, the hairline cracking, and we'll also make reference to the various standards, especially around that dimensional tolerance. So if anyone wants to look up some further information, head to the show notes and and we can direct you from there. Thanks, Michael. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.